Think you hate marketing? Think again. I'm Kelly, and welcome to the Marketing Chat Podcast, where I help you get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. I'm sure you've heard it time and again. Don't discount your services. Charge what you're worth. But what do you do when a client comes along who really needs your service, who's really ready to implement what you're offering, and your fees really are out of reach for them? I'm seriously asking. Before I tell you what I've done, I'm going to ask you to leave your comments on this episode's page on my website, link in the show notes, because this is such a huge issue for so many solo entrepreneurs. I wish this could be a live Zoom conversation for us, because sharing this information live would be so beneficial. Since we're not doing that, then reading each other's comments is the next best thing. When I was a marketing consultant for larger companies more than 20 years ago, it was easy to stick to my fees. I charged X amount for Y service, and that was that. Then I moved into coaching from 2010 to 2018, and oh, how that was tough. I was working with individuals, many of whom balked at my fees, and I was a softie for the longest time. So I'd let different clients pay different amounts. First of all, that was ridiculously difficult to keep track of. Second, as my coach told me, charging different amounts like this diminished my work. I constantly felt undervalued, even though clients told me how much they loved me. It was exhausting doing that work and being underpaid. So finally, I set my fees, stopped charging by the hour, and stuck to them. But then I'd feel bad when I had an initial consultation, really wanted to work with someone, then heard that they can't afford me. (sighs) So when I was able to afford it, I got to the point when I would periodically take a sliding scale client. That was a way of building giving into the core of my business. I did the same thing with my programs. I saved a free spot in my programs that I'd give to someone who really couldn't pay full price, but who was really ready to implement what I was teaching. Other people do this with their programs too. They'll offer a scholarship to their programs, often in the form of a contest or drawing. That's a great marketing tool to get people to attend a webinar, for example. In this interview, John Abbott talks about giving away a spot in one of his programs. It's a beautiful story. So I hope you enjoy our interview. Many people think of traditional sales as being pushy, but my guest today is going to discuss how you don't have to be pushy in sales and how you can create massive profits by building giving into the core of your business. My guest is John Abbott. John is a marketing and sales specialist and business mentor. He's the best-selling author of A Journey of Riches, Making Changes, and Freedom by Design, Living Life on Your Terms. And he's the creator of The Giving Model, a process that has helped many speakers add 30, 40, and over 110% of revenues after an event. Welcome, John. I am so happy to have you here today. Uh, same, same here, Kelly. I'm really, really excited to see where our conversation goes because I, I know you're going to stretch me. 
Well, first I have to say, I love the name of your company, Inspiral. I mean, I love spirals and inspiration. I am always seeking inspiration. I'm hoping to be inspiring. How did you come up with the name? Well, I'd love to take the credit for that, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's actually from my business partner. And um, I guess if, if we were to look at the iteration of the of of the name as it it's progressed, you know, as something that we we do together. Um, it really is, you know, kind of what you just said. You know, it, it's about you know spiraling, but you know, not so much um, spiraling outside of yourself, but actually spiraling within yourself. So this is all about you know, you know your your own self evolution that that inner work that helps us um, spiral up. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it really is about like the inner work and we'll get to the giving model soon, but it feels like that's an integral part. Then the giving model I'm imagining starts inside and that's awesome. So you started out as an entrepreneur at age 17. Is that right? I did. I I had I had this. I think I just had this this natural drive to to go out and um and and do business like i don't know why it, it was just in my blood it was in my being um i found computers early in my life and uh and those you know finding something that was so different to my entire growing growing years and then you know at sort of the age of i think at 15 or 14 i found computers and i started like playing with them and i started seeing what they could do and i started tell my friends about them and then i ended up my my friend's house speaking to their their, their parents about it and going you should get one for your kid and they go oh you don't have to right and then i'll go but and i'll get you one i'll get you the best price and i'll go down and i go you know go negotiate a price and i'd sell them i take a little little percentage on, on the on, on the cut and that yeah that just spiraled along um over the years for uh, oh you know, that, that, that actually probably that excitement that I got from learning something new. Oh my gosh! So what made what motivated you to do that at such a young age? I mean, it sounds like you just had this natural entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, I, I, I felt I felt there was an independence in it. You know, I think there was there was that feeling of freedom. I can actually create a future for myself without my parents. <laughs> so that was great. And, you know, it created income and it created um, the ability to do things and access things that I couldn't do before. Um, and I'd, I'd come from a relatively, you know, I wouldn't say clearly not affluent family, but I wouldn't say poor family, you know, somewhere in between. And, uh, you know, to have, you know, my own income and be able to have my own freedom and be able to make my own decisions was actually quite a drive. Um, and then, you know, that excitement, that excitement of sharing something that I truly was passionate and love myself with other people, that was just the top. Mm. That really is key, isn't it? Sharing something that you're excited about. Mm -hmm. And that seems like an essential feature for lots of entrepreneurs. It's like, I've got this thing I'm really excited about and I just have to share it with the world, right? Totally. Totally, and and, yeah. and even better if it's like a like and I and I and I look back, you know, I, I go even better if it's a a gift that's been given to you as a human to be able to give out to the world, you know, some kind of you know 
strategy or theory or some kind of tools, whatever it is that you know benefit humanity. I, you know that like that for me, and that's obviously where we are today. That that's that's the the the, the highest um, the highest version of ourselves that we can be being able to you know utilize that to uplift humanity. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and. In particular, like you were just hinting at, like with service-based entrepreneurs, it is a gift when we've got these ideas or these tools and techniques, and they're coming from like our unique voice. Hmm. We are the only ones of us who can share that. And that really is the true gift, isn't it? Yeah, that that uniqueness that most of us struggle with understanding and actually you know, embracing, really, you know, in 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 the way that we go out to the world. You know, most, and I think you know, you, you're in this industry. This is the conversation you have most with 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 uh, you know, budding entrepreneurs or people who like just I want to take this out. But everyone's doing this. Why? Why would I be different? And you know, just that question on its own usually is a is a flag to say there's a there's a deeper conversation to be had here about the fact that we all bring something unique to the world, no matter how much it may look like you know anybody else's. There is a uniqueness, and that is us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There's just I, I hear that so much from clients and potential clients. It's like. I'll even take myself as an example. So marketing. Okay. So many marketing people out there, you know, have I invented a new way to do marketing? No, marketing is marketing. I mean, it evolves over time, but I became a marketing consultant in 1999 and I did a year of business school. I went back and got a graduate degree in a master's in communication four years ago. And some things have evolved, like, you know, online marketing, which didn't exist in 99, but the tenets are the same. So what am I contributing to it? My perspective, my voice, a voice that will resonate with people when marketing hasn't resonated with them before. So that's the gift. And that's the same for other people. Yeah, that and that experience that you've been able to gain in the way that you've gained it from the people that you've gained it from, mm-hmm. that has created a unique version of it in your mind by collating these different elements and going, actually, this is my version. Looking at all the different versions out there, this is the one that most resonates with me. And then those ones, as you say, resonate with others. And you know, you may you may say exactly the same thing as another marketer, and somebody will be you know connected more to you as a human being and your message than to that person just because of you and your essence and your vibration and how, how there's a an alignment somewhere that they kind of feel that connection. Exactly. Yeah. Different people align with different with with certain people and not with others. Yeah. I certainly experience that all the time. And in your case, you're going to resonate with some people and you've created a model that is uniquely yours. So you've got that added benefit for people. So it's not just, you're not just saying something that everyone is saying, but you've got this additional thing that truly makes you unique. So 
we'll get to that in one second because I also want to ask you about, I know I keep pushing it off, <laughs> but you have had several other businesses over the years. So would you yeah. tell us a little bit about that, please? Well, well, first of all, I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> one or two then. <laughs> yeah, there's entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and you know, the next sign shiny objects kind of like kind of pull you in. And sometimes you kind of go on these interesting journeys. And all of the journeys are usually beneficial because you always learn something, especially when they fail. Um, and uh, so I've 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 been in the in the beautiful opportunity to probably, you know, in, in probably a dozen or so companies have most of them fail, which is fabulous. Um, most people would look at that and go, you're a, you know, failure. And I look at it and I go, I can, I can sit here and I can, I can help people and I can guide people through their the, the, the most challenging times in their business because I've been there and mm -hmm. I failed to actually make them through. So I know what it actually does take to get through. So, uh, you know, this is this whole concept of failing forward. So uh, I've I've really I've really I've done my best to to fail dramatically, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, I've, and done most of it through through I guess digital, um, through internet, through design, um, through you know development of multimedia in in the earlier days. Um, everything was really I, I could see that there was this this movement um, online and and you know into a digital format. You know, in in the end of the, the 80s, you know, this is the 80s, 90s, in 1992, we're developing CD-ROM products in South Africa, um, a product called the History of the Freedom of South Africa, which was, you know, a, a, a really a dedication to Nelson Mandela. Um, and obviously, in 1992 is when he was released. So we, you know, we had all this content, we put all that together on a CD-ROM very, very first of the CD-ROMs, like the first single speed CD-ROMs. Like, I remember these things because I was there and we were developing on it. And in 1992, people go, I wasn't born in 92. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know this. so, you know, from, from that, I've, I've just been part of it. I, I used to call the work that I used to do in the, the earlier days, you know, we were on the bleeding edge of technology. Because literally you'd be cutting your teeth on everything new, and you were the first ones out there just you know, taking the falls on on the on, on the sword, and, and you know I love that. I've now definitely drawn back. I let the, I let the younger guys go out and do that, and I'll come into the second phase. Thank you. <laughs> True. Yeah. But that that evolution was was a beautiful evolution because it it, it took me from South Africa to Australia. Where I I basically had some beautiful software that we were building CRM softwares, um, and this was um, the end of the 1998 you know, 99. We had full Java based CRMs, um, email marketing systems. When email marketing systems weren't even known to anyone, we, mm. were, we built those. I went to Australia. We built our business out in Australia, and then I had a spiritual awakening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, and that spiritual awakening was a moment uh, being in, introduced to a, a, a wonderful speaker um, and actually a number of wonderful speakers, having also a coach who was, who was helping me kind of see the world differently. I was asking different questions. I'd, I'd lost, uh, I'd, I'd gone through a marriage and stuff like that. So I was asking different questions about my life and, and things, things were kind of like being rolled out in front of me for me to shift focus from all of what I've been doing and building all of this, this technology 
and actually utilizing the skills to actually go out and actually market and actually talk about and actually shine the light on this new area of my life, which I became super interested in, which is my own personal evolution, my own personal you know, development. Um, and I started actually marketing for a guy named Roger Hamilton. Um, and Roger was running this amazing you know, networks and everything else. And I got, I, I just went, this, this is it. You know, we're going to go change the world with this, with this, these ideas. As entrepreneurs, we're going to go out and we're going to help, you know, solve the greatest challenges on our planet. And that was, I guess, promise. And for from 2006 all the way to 2014, I, I was just fixated on that. And at the same time, I built another six businesses on the side, and they all collapsed in 2009 in the global financial crisis. Mm. Only one that stayed, which continued to drive forward, was this one that really was around you know, this transformational space. Mm. Um, and I've, 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 I kind of realize in, in life that you know, universe or life, whatever it is, you know, what do you want to call it, God gives you these directions and you know constantly kind of you know tries to show you you know which which way to go and even though you go off on all these tangents and the ego kind of drives you over here because oh we're gonna make a lot of money over here or whatever my he just goes no that's not for you we'll let that one go and no that one's not for you let that one go you just stay over here you stay focused and really has has been you know 20 plus years of 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 uh of business just constantly mm. getting guided by you know through these beautiful failures or through successful pulls through the middle of oh i love that phrase successful pulls yeah that that feels so right yeah i've i've had several failures of my own and um like trying to leave marketing and constantly getting pulled back to it i love it and i was a life coach for several years but when people saw that i had been a marketing consultant they're like oh will you help me with my marketing like, okay <laughs> Like, okay, yes, I really do love this. And yeah, so came back you know, to it. And I'm sure those tools that you learned as a coach is probably tools you use every single day in the marketing and the conversations and the guidance you're giving your clients because marketing is one part of it. Our mindset and our belief systems and all those things that align with that is a part that many of us don't look at first. And, you know, when... When you have, you know, again, you have a great product, great, great um, service, or whatever it might be, and you go, "This is where I want to go," and you haven't done that internal work, that will that will eventually push back, back and you'll, you'll you'll start to get the messages to do the work. So if Absolutely. you can find somebody who can, you know, like yourself who can do that, then that's like that's a bonus plan. You know, <laughs> the bonus marketing coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk about the giving model. <laughs> what is it and how did you come up with it? Hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with how I came up with it because okay. it'll kind of, you know, it'll show itself through the process. <laughs> yes. So a little bit of history um, going back to um, 2000 and, you know, 2011, 2012, running many events. You know, for our you know for our speakers, um, I, I something that I, I became aware of was 
you know, how much time and effort it was to put people in a room to fill it up. And then the risk of the speakers coming up and coming on and not being able to convert for whatever reason, maybe it was, you know, a full moon or they were feeling great or whatever it might be. Like there was just huge risk. And we put three, at least three months worth of time and energy to run a campaign and roll out an event. You know, a thousand people would show up. And, you know, one month we may do 20%, which would, you know, we'd be happy with. Another month we would do 30% and, the, and everyone's on fire. And it was like, wow, there's no, and then another one will do 5%. Mm. And we, what, I, what I realized inside of this was, we did not, we could not find a really powerful mechanism to follow up those events. Something that would actually allow us to, I guess, mitigate the risk of whatever happens in the event. And you know, I think most people who actually use the events and actually go on, on stage and speak about, about their programs, their products, their service, whatever it is, they generally focus on the people who want to sign up and then you know, put all of the attention on them because they're in front of them and they're signing, they're putting their credit card down or whatever they might be doing. And then the process of looking after them and onboarding them. So like all of the focus goes here and that's the five, 10, 20, 30% of your audience. Now, let's say you have a thousand people and you'd say 20% of them bought. There's another 800 people who didn't buy. How, but how, they might not want to lose touch with you. That's right. And, and the, the, the bigger question I ask is, why didn't they buy? Mm -hmm. And could we have a conversation about that? Mm -hmm. So that, that, those are the questions I, I was having. And we're trying different ways to try and get people on phones and do like, you know, after, after event kind of, um, you know, research and, and you know, we, we want to do a little check-in or we want to do a little console calls with it. And everybody just saw us coming. It was like, yeah, you're going to try and sell me something. I can see it. So they just, they just never worked, um, not to the level that I, I, I wanted them to work. So I was like, I had this, these questions and I decided to give up the whole, that whole event, um, I guess, filling off, you know, putting people, you know, bums on seats and all those stuff. I decided that's, that's not what I want to do anymore. So I, 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 shift, I shifted focus and I said, let me, let me look at a different, a different style of marketing. Let me start start using the internet more. Let me start, you know, maybe running more online events. Let me you know, lower the risk of, you know, the financial, you know, stretch that you have to continuously, continuously put out for the for the venues and the food and the, all those things. And let's just let's just see if we can do it differently. Um, and I had to actually leave Australia at the time because it was like I have to. I needed to get myself out of the environment of, of Australia. To, to stop me from just going back to what I knew because I could, you know, I just had all the contacts, I had all the partners, I had all the, so I just kept, I kept finding myself running back and going, oh yeah, I'll just quickly run a live event. Yeah. So I left and I got on my, got on, on the plane and I, I went over to, Australia, to, to Bali where now I, I live now. Um, and that was in 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. And I remember basically landing in Bali and going, wow, okay. I have to make this work. I need to work out this because there is nothing, no one I know here, there's literally no way I can actually go back to that. And I, and I started doing some work with, um, with a group called the Green Super Camp, uh, well, Super Camp um, and the Green School. So Green Super Camp. Okay. So we, we, kind of, we kind of mixed this together. This was a, a, a joint project kind of partnership with uh, Roger Hamilton, myself and, and them. And uh, 
And we started marketing this event, which is an extraordinary program for kids. Super Camp, if you've not heard of it, it's, it's out of the US. Um, they run leadership programs for basically early to later teens. And uh, they really are focused on empowering um, you know, kids to really tap into their ability to lead, to, to be confident, to, to be, you know, to, to work with, with, with other people and groups and teams. And, um, and also they work on, on advanced learning skills and, mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. So they can increase their grades and all that type of thing. And um, you often find, you know, often, you know, you would see, you know, like the before and after kind of videos, like I've been watching and like you'd have this like super, super introverted kid and, you know, you'd go through super game and like literally this guy was blasting afterwards, like, mm. yeah, like, like literally wow. he's got his life back. So, uh, so we, we, we were really excited about putting this out and, um, and we started marketing this and, you know, surprise, surprise, three months later, all three months, um, we had about 36 people enrolled in the program. It was a $3,000 program. Um, and uh, we were about a half a dozen uh, kind of places short of breaking even. And, you know, we were just, we we're okay. We, you know, let's run this first one. Let's prove the model. Let's break even. And let's do that. So we were two weeks out. And two weeks out um, of July um, of the year. And in Bali, July is the chaotic time of the year because all the people go on holiday in Australia and all come to Bali. And what happens is obviously the airlines take full advantage of that and they just push their prices up. So two oh. weeks, I'm looking at every day, like the prices are going from like $300, $400, $600. I'm going, oh my goodness, like how are we going to get people here when that's going up and obviously accommodations going up and all of these things. And I'm I'm stressed out. <laughs> no one's answering. No one's responding to the emails. The marketing we're sending out. We've done all of this super early bird specials and the bar one get one free. Bring a friend free. All oh. those, and that's how we filled the first ones. And now nothing's happening. Like people are just it's just crickets. Oh, <laughs> We've all been there. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting around the table and there's three or four of us um, and we're chatting and something in me just goes. Guys, I think we need to change strategy. We, you know, rather than asking people to buy the program, why don't we just give the program away? And everyone looks at me and goes, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, don't it would be cool if we just gave one away? Do you think maybe we'd get a few people's, you know, few people to put their hand up and say, "Actually, I would like to still do this program," and maybe we could have a conversation there. Everyone around the table went, "Then that's." The dumbest idea we've ever had. <laughs> like, why you'd want to give one away and you actually get the worst position tomorrow? Like, I don't know. And I don't think you know it's gonna work. I said to them, I I think maybe there's a there's something here. And you know, if we were to give one away, maybe as a second prize, we run like like let's let's do a fifty percent scholarship where we meet them 50-50 and they can come on on a on a part scholarship. Everyone everyone eventually agreed. Okay, have a go. You've got twenty four hours. I went, great. That's all I <laughs> need a green light. Um, and basically I just wrote a, I wrote an email, you know, the worst marketing um ideas that you ever do is write these long, you know, three or four page emails right. with all of the content inside there. I didn't have time to build the page. I'm going to throw it in the email and just if somebody reads it and that resonates with them, maybe they'll respond. And I all I did was I went online and I 
went through, I think, Aweber or something like that, and I built a subscription form. And inside yeah. that subscription form, I, I obviously asked for their base details. But the main question I asked was, tell, tell me why you'd love your child to attend this program and how it will impact their life. Mm. And hit go, emails went out to 437 people. That's, and those are the 437 who were still opening emails over the last three emails we'd sent. So I went, okay. maybe, maybe they're still watching or thinking about it. They're like, you know, like yeah. we're down to that amount of people we've marketed to. Right. And I went to bed, and the next day I wake up to 12 applications. Ah, oh, nice. Like, wow. There's, 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 there's people who still want this. And yep. I First one, and I started reading the first one, and I am halfway through it, and I start sobbing. I, oh. I am in absolute wonder of how this beautiful mother is just pouring her heart out of where her child is at, and how almost desperate she is to have her child experience something that will shift her reality. And mm. and she she had been going through you know, some kind of bullying and beating up at school. And, and she was like, she was just, you know, she was, you know, she was really closing up, you know, becoming super introverted, super, you know, uncomfortable in her own body, her grades were dropping you know, dramatically. And, um, and they had, they had very little money, like really almost, you know, like they, they would need help to even get, you know, get the flight over. Mm. I got to the end of this and I'm wiping the tears of my eyes. I'm opening up and I'm going, I hope that the next 11, <laughs> I'm not just you. I did not, I, I sobbed through all, every single application. I, I <sighs> never, ever seen so much, so much love and, and openness and, and vulnerability, you know, come from, from any of the marketing I've ever put out in my life prior to yeah. that. And I was like, wow, this is insane. What, what is it that, that just happened there? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, we chose the, the first prize, one of which I, we decided on the first, the first person. Aww. And um, we jumped on the phone and I called her and we're chatting to her and she's in tears and her daughter comes along and she's in the background and she's in tears. Aww. It was the most magical conversation um, and they worked out. They worked out some 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 loans. What else with some friends? What else? So they got themselves over there. And you know the before and after pictures. I don't even need to say were just extraordinary. She just turned into this most beautiful, blossoming human being. As oh my goodness! And then you know from from that first call, we then start. We then you know looked at the next twelve. Like literally every single one of them was 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 worthy. Um, of of coming, we, we made the first seven phone calls. We had five people booked in, and we closed the closed up the contest. And we said, "That's it. We're done." Um, wow. We had we you know done up you know break even, and, and uh, we're happy with that. Wow, that's that, amazing. That was the moment of kind of like, wow. There's there's something here. There's something mm-hmm. here in the way that we just shifted this entire conversation. Yeah. You really humanized it, it sounds like. I mean, you reached out, you reached them on a personal level instead of just this, okay, yeah, there are people out there, but they were hidden, almost imaginary people. You know, you couldn't even picture them. 
And this way, you just put your heart into that super long email doing all things wrong marketing wise, like you said, but it worked because the ones who really cared reached out Hmm. and then you felt it. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now how can we, how can, how can listeners apply a giving model? to their businesses. Hmm. So let, I mean, what are some even like little things? Yeah, let's, to let's do? about it as a as a as an overall I'd, I'd almost I'd almost look at how do we how do we apply this mindset in a very abundant mindset as a foundation in our organization. So I'll Let's talk about what this actually did. Okay. What it did and what it continues to do is allow us to reach people who are extraordinary humans. They are fully motivated to to do the work or do your program or get your service or get your coaching, whatever it might be. However, there's something in the way of them being able to make the decision. Sometimes it's money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's personal beliefs. Sometimes it's you know stuff that they have around their own their own um, uh, consciousness of you know I, I need to give you know I need to give everything to my my children first. I need to get, like like we put ourselves last. You know mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Right? So I guess part of a, a big part of this, which I, I I was able to pick up through those conversations, and obviously now in hindsight, ten years later. Um, the conversations we have, um, it allows us to, to open up a conversation by getting people to put their hands up to say, I'm, I'm actually really interested. Mm-hmm. And, and by saying, by them putting their hand up, there's also a shift for them um, you know, in being able to even move forward because mm-hmm. I told them they didn't put their hand up. They had all of this stuff. But you know, because we, we, we come from a, a different place and we don't actually – we would like to contribute and to 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 the people who are really interested in this, and we want to find those those magnificent people to work with. Because uh, you know, let's be honest, you know, you, you you know, as uh, you know, for, for for your clients, you want to have the most inspiring, most wonderful people to work with. We don't want assholes, right? Right. <laughs> we we just want wonderful, beautiful people. So yeah. You know, if, if that's in our message that you know these are the kinds of people we're looking for, these are the kinds of people we believe we can help or or, or do some work with or whatever it might be, service in, in some way, then that's that's where it starts. And the conversation starts to bridge some gaps. First, the, the main gap it, it bridges is the the financial gap. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe, you know, over the years I've seen that the giving model allows already profitable companies. To be able to reach and create more impact in the world, that's it. There's like nothing more to say about that. And in, and I, I say that from a place that, in general, once you've got your break even in your organization with all of your products and your services and everything else, your profit margins, as you know, you know, start to start, start to increase on every new sale that you make. Mm-hmm. So can we then look at ways of creating greater impact mm-hmm. rather than just greater profit? So, yeah. So and. Could it could it be that that greater impact that we create will create 
dramatically more profits because what you end up getting are people who become your greatest advocates. Mm. You went and you stretched to meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. And then you worked with them and then you helped them and then they achieved more and they got a better business or they got, you know, some kind of personal evolution or whatever it might be, or their kids grew up to grew up to be, you know, extraordinary human beings. They become right. they become the biggest cheerleaders for you. And and they start to, you know, they they tell their friends and they you know they refer people and you know they're on social media going, I've just done this program with you know Kelly and that was the most amazing thing and da 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 and this has changed my the way that I'm doing my marketing. Da, da. And you can't put a value on that. Like mm -hmm. you know, like this, these are these are those elements of your marketing that everybody wishes to have, yeah. but isn't, isn't willing to look at what they can give truly to actually, you know, have those people show up in that way. And yeah. this is one of those models that does that because of you bridging things and you're actually stretching out and you're actually coming from this place of giving and saying, you know what? I am in a place of abundance. I have, I already have a, a really powerful, strong base of a business. It's already creating profit. And what I want to do now is create greater impact. And I want mm -hmm. to make a bigger difference with more people through the work that I do. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this just popped into mind and it's probably silly, but when I think about going to concerts, big names, musicians who have been around, you know, 40 years and it costs 250, 300, $500 for a ticket, not resale, but you know, the yeah. face value, um, it pisses me off. I know that they have a massive crew to pay and I want them to be paid really well, the crew, but it's like, dudes, y'all don't need the money. <laughs> you know, the musicians, it's like, can't you give back to your fans who've been with you for decades, you know, pay your crew, but you know, give back to us. So yeah, totally hear you. So I think, yeah. I think that that's, that's part of this, you know, there's, there's a, you know, we're probably, not probably, we are absolutely living in a time where the wealth gap is probably the greatest it's ever been, you know, yeah. you know, crazy wealthy people, and we've got crazy amounts of inequality. Yeah. And and I feel that this, this mechanism was given to me to help bridge that and to yeah. stop actually create mechanisms that are mechanisms that allow us to transact differently. Yeah. We, can still, we still tap into the mechanism that, you know, that, that, that works to create the business that we, we're wanting. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we build into every transaction of giving impact. Mm -hmm. So rather than, rather than giving at the end of the year by looking at your profits, like the traditional way, oh, I'm going to give 10% of my profits away to X, Y, Z. Yeah, good right. on you. But that's not sustainable. Yeah. If they contribute to a cause, they don't operate with their costs on a yearly basis. Right. They operate on costs happening on a daily basis, monthly basis, and they pay people on their monthly basis. Right. And if they can't rely on you making profit because actually you as a business owner is really more interested in actually minimizing your profit to pay mm -hmm. less tax, then this is this is a losing formula. Mm. So, what if we were to go? You know what? 
I'm going to build my giving into every single transaction. I'm going to design it into every single service and product that I represent. Mm. And every time I transact, I'll have a giving impact that will go to, if that's your cause, send it to your cause. Or I'm going to have a certain financial amount, which I'm going to put into my giving impact um, kitty that I'm going to utilize to reach more people and to, Mm. to give more to to allow more people to actually do this pro- these programs and, and impact more. So this idea of transactional giving has changed the way that I see a sustainable ability for us to start to, you know, reach amazing causes, to reach people who couldn't otherwise afford things and, and actually be able to uplift humanity in a much more, you know, sustainable and and I I'd almost say business model. <laughs> you know, who, who gets paid one salary a year and goes, you know, and we're going, you know, and you have no idea what it's going to be because we're going to pay you next year when like no one right. would work like that. So how right. is that a model that that we think is a smart model of contribution? Right. Absolutely. So it's it's making a greater impact. It's leaving a legacy. Um, and like you said earlier, it also improves our bottom line. You know, um, you can write about it on your website. I have a page on my website under the about section about my mission and vision. And I talk about how I give back there Two causes that I give back to. Um, I do a free session. It's not a consultation. It's not a discovery session to, you know, get people in and say, okay, you know, here are a few tips and now hire me. It's totally free and it's all giving. Um, So those are a few of the ways that I give back. Yeah constantly giving to or not constantly but you know steadily giving to these two organizations and then giving these free sessions so yeah i i, I love it and, and that's I, I i'm hoping that you know at the end of this conversation that you know the audience who's listening in here gets to look at you take a moment to kind of look at what could you do you know if 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 for a moment you knew that the more you gave the more you will receive in return. Like that is that's a, that is one of one of the laws on this planet. The more you give out, the more you receive in return. That is a law. Like this is the law of gravity. This is the, the law of reciprocation. Mm-hmm. Trust that. Mm-hmm. Start old reciprocation giving into your into your business. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple of examples of of maybe how we do it with our clients. Um, and maybe that'll kind of open your open the minds to a little bit more um, possibility. So we would, you know, I'll, I'll just take one of our clients um, that uh, is in the health industry, um, you know, and he's he's very much into helping people heal their bodies in a natural way. Um, he runs he he runs a he has a coaching program that you're going to actually join and actually become a health coach, which is fantastic. And um, and he has obviously all of these programs that 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 he he puts out 
for people to kind of come through the process of you know learning information, changing their lifestyle, changing their their kitchens and what they're putting inside mm-hmm. their, their food, and all the way to actually doing fasts and all that other thing. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we work with we work with him on on a campaign basis. First of all, we work on a yearly basis. We go, what is it that you wish to achieve at the end of this year? And we find a target. And let's say he says, I want to have five hundred new clients come through our programs. We go, great, okay, we break that down into the different programs and we see what that is as a financial revenue. We go, okay, so let's say that's you know three thousand or three million dollars. Um, he goes, great. Okay, so what part of that do you wish to contribute? That's great. And what a conversation. And I what I'd what I'd love to con- people to kind of open up to is there there is there is a percentage of that that you could give away, mm-hmm. be it 20%. And I would suggest that 10 to 20% you'd give away anyway because somebody might refer you business or or you know bring you a client or whatever else, or you'd actually run your marketing and everything else. And you know, 30% is there anyway. Right. So you are able to number one, increase. Your, your clients by 30% by actually you know, bringing in a, a giving model mechanism, could you give away an additional 30%? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Could you give them away for your 3 million that you make? That's that's how we work with it. And then we take that million, we, do, we break it down into campaigns and into is marketing. And you know, as part of the marketing, we publish how much we're going to give as part of each one of those campaigns. Um, you know, This campaign, we're going to roll out and we're going to have we, we, our aim is to have 100 new people come through. And as part of that campaign, we're going to give $150,000 mm. in contribution towards people doing our programs. Wow. And, that, and that's us stretching in different ways with them to reach their stretch. So if I, if I, yeah, maybe, maybe let me explain this. If you have somebody who is truly committed to working with you, like, you know, we'd love to coach with you, I'd love to you know, use your service, whatever else, and you go, right, you seem to be the, the kind of person I'd love to work with. I can see you're, you're motivated, you're inspired, you're, you're going to do this. I can see that you know, your success is on the edge of your fingertips. Let me work with you, you know, to find a stretch for you to be able to come in and actually do this program with me. And, and you work out inside of a conversation what that stretch is. And let's say your program is $5,000 and maybe a stretch for them is $1,000 mm-hmm. because that's as far as they can go in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know for sure that once they actually work with you, you're going to help them generate more money and they're going to help them change their mindset and all that type of thing. So we make an agreement that that one person, yeah, we've already got 20 people in the program at 5,000. This person's going to come in and we're going to, we're going to contribute 4,000 towards their stretch. Mm-hmm. It's a stretch of stress. So that, that, that's part of, of how, how we always look at can we stretch people in a stretch is that is that pull? Now, like when you're stretching for something, and it's your stretch, it's a pull for you. It yeah. might not be Kelly's stretch, might not be my stretch, but this individual who you'd lo- you'd, you'd love to work with, and who's going to bring massive value to those other people that are inside of the program already. Let's bring them in, and let's actually help them. That's what I mean by the contributional, the the, the bridging of the gap and the contributional mechanism. Can we do that? And can we find a percentage of the people that we want to add to our program once we hit break even that that we actually bring in in this way? Or you bring it in right in the beginning and you yeah. know what those targets are. That's beautiful. 
I love it. Yeah. That adds value to, to everyone. You're so right. It's totally. awesome. And I guess the conversation, and you know, you, you know this as, as well as, as anyone, is you know, we're looking for people who are empowered. You know, they are powerful human beings. They're not, they're not in this place of, you know, poor me, you know, right. I'm one who's been the victim in my life. And they're not ready yet. You know, right. those people still work through what they need to work through to kind of just get past that to be yeah. able to and work with you. We're looking for those people who are I, I, I kind of related to the art and 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 the arts industry. Now mm-hmm. you've got extraordinary human beings making this beautiful art and 95% of them are dead broke. Like the music yeah. industry is full of them as well. Like this is yeah. you know anything with the arts. And I go, you know, these guys have spent years refining and tuning in their skill and their art for this specific value that they bring into the world, but they haven't mastered the money value thing. Yes. Cause that's not their thing. They're artists. They're not business people, but if they could learn the business from the right person, then whammo. That's the answer right there. That's the answer. We, we find people who have massive value in other areas and they've, they've mastered that. And we go, you know what? We're going to help you with that other stuff, which is not your value. And we're going to bring you in because we can see your potential as a human being. And our job is to help you see that and actually help you achieve that. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. Well, so how can people find you to learn more or to work with you? Thank you. That's a great question. Um, I think the easiest one is uh, to just come to the website, inspiral.in. Uh, forward slash education will uh, will bring you into you know the areas of working with us in in sort of like more coaching mechanism. Um, or if you you know if if you look at us and you go you know what actually I'm a speaker I'm a transformational speaker and I'm doing amazing work and I've, I've got a great gift that I want to spread to more people in the world. Go to our inspiral.agency and click on the uh, the the link to uh, become a uh, or to apply to become a, a client. Uh, we, we would love to represent more extraordinary human beings on the planet. We we know that there is so much more we can do in the world, and uh, and we're looking for those those sparks of of inspiration and and those beautiful gifts that that can that can be just taken to a whole new level you know, to to uplift humanity. Awesome. All right. Well, I will put those links in the show notes and on this episode's page of my website, inspiral.in and inspiral.agency. Thank you so much for being here today, John. This was fabulous. Kelly, it's been an absolute uh, gift to be here. And and thank you so much for your questions and your insights and, and directing us to, you know, to draw out um, you know, stuff that I've, ne- I've never spoken about. So uh, I really thank you. I'm really grateful. Oh my goodness. Well, I really appreciate everything that you shared. It's been awesome. And thank you all for being here today. I appreciate your listening. So be sure to check out John's uh, links uh, in the show notes and on this episode's page of my website. And if you go to this episode's page of my website, you may leave comments and I'll be back in just a few days. So see you next time on the Marketing Chat Podcast. 